Tyler McComas. Jackson Dart. Utah? <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. I Someone sent us a picture of Caleb Williams is back in D.C. right now, if that's accurate. D- dude, when I say over it, I mean over it. I mean, I'm over it. Yeah. It doesn't feel, and maybe the reason why I'm so over it is, I look, we've known for a while now that OU – Caleb Williams wasn't coming back. I don't feel like OU's in a great spot right now for Jackson Dart, so it's pretty easy to move on when that's the case. Right. I don't know. Um, I don't know that it's completely over for the University of Oklahoma when it comes to Dart. Uh, I feel like they're pretty far back in the uh, in the mix, and I, I I think they felt pretty good about it at one point and. You know, for whatever reason, the longer it's gone on, I think there's maybe more of a sense that he's going to end up maybe back at the University of Southern California, which I don't know. I, is that the right choice given BYU or Ole Miss? Maybe. With Lincoln Riley? I, probably is. I, I don't know, man. I, that trust has probably been fractured quite a bit, though, after everything that that's happened there. And who's to say that next offseason he's not just going to try to replace you with the portal again? I And you could go out there and just be so good that, you know, you're not going to be replaced. But I don't know, man. It's, it's hard. Like, when your first impression of someone is them overplaying their hand a little bit and thinking that they're going to get Caleb Williams, it's it's hard to hard to go back to that. No, that, I, that that fractures the relationship. There's no doubt. there's no doubt. There's definitely some truth to that. Um, you know, at some point, you have to make a decision. You know, based on what's best for you, not necessarily were my feelings hurt. I think you can say, yeah, my feelings were hurt. Yeah, I don't like the way that the that the staff kind of went about things, what they were telling me and what they were doing didn't marry up properly. Yeah, I don't like that, but is it best for me to go there, buy in, hit it out of the park, be the best that I can be and and see what see what I can do, see if we can win some games and maybe elevate myself to who knows who knows what at that point. You got to make that decision, and you know sometimes like you're not going to always get along with everyone, and sometimes you have to make that work for the betterment of yourself, your teammates, everyone involved. So I don't know. I mean, you you are right that I'm sure that that rubbed them wrong, and but the, I don't know that just because they didn't feel good and he was trying to be replaced right out of the gate, I don't know if that means you go to Ole Miss. You know, yeah, that's true. Yeah, is I think it's more though about your feelings being hurt. You want to be able to trust who really yeah. has the biggest impact of your career, though. But does that mean that you can trust Lane Kiffin? Yeah, I don't know about that, man. It's not like the options are are, are great outside of SC. 
Lane Kiffin is he's trying to upgrade jobs as soon as possible. Yep. Right. You, you he could he, he could, no he, I don't even think upgrade. I think he'd take a lateral gig at this point to get out of Ole Miss. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, if it's if it's closer to the coast, Teddy, and it's a lateral job, right. I think Lane would, would go take it. That's what I'm saying is if you are frustrated with the way Lincoln, Lincoln Riley handled things right out of the gate, well, I, I don't know that you go across the country to a loose cannon in a brutal, brutal conference and and make that as your next spot, right, because of that. So I think you need to, to slow down, analyze properly, and – yeah, if you need to go back to USC, okay, go back to USC. I don't know where BYU factors into any of that, but it's kind of the same thing. Do do I go to BYU with maybe a staff that I don't feel as good, I don't have as much talent around me to help me thrive? Do I do that because Lincoln Riley was was trying to to get Caleb Williams in here with a big NIL deal? Is that you've got a you've got a Put that out there and, and really sift through it and see where you need to fall. And, yeah, maybe you do need to swallow it and say, okay, I get it. You tried to replace me. That's fine. Watch this. Yeah. Uh, by the way, there is a Chris Hummer, 24-7 sports national guy. He thinks that uh, if he had to make a prediction, he says uh, Jackson Dart to Ole Miss. So uh, we'll see how that winds up. We'll see how that plays out probably in the next four weeks, wouldn't you say? All this four fun- weeks? Uh, dude, I – I'm kidding, obviously, but God, it feels like it could go on for another three months at this rate. Yeah. Um, what's it called whenever you graduate high school and don't do anything for like a year? A gap year. You think uh, Dart's going to take a gap year? That's what they call it? Yeah. Someone who graduates high school and doesn't do anything as soon as they graduate? You think that, you think that people I- say – you think – Parents are saying, oh, he's taking a gap year. It's a rich kid thing, yeah. Gap year. That's what it is. God, I wish I could go back and take a gap year. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I, thank God I didn't take a gap year. A lot, of, a lot of people take gap years and never go anywhere, right? <laughs> That's what ends up happening. Hey, by the way, uh, we just ran out of T-shirts here. So don't out come, of T-shirts? Yeah, we, in two hours, <laughs> we ran out of T-shirts. Sounds to me like this guy may be onto something with the old mule shoe. I, hey, I'd maybe the um, monetize this idea. Maybe the ref uh, merchandise store. What are, what are we calling it? What's our st- the ref store? The ref store. Really? We made it too complicated for you to remember it. I. Jeez. It sounds like the ref store needs to go into partnership with this guy. I, I'm I'm open to that. Trust me. Uh, Dan in Madison, Mississippi says the rumor here is a problem with a pass-fail class on the trig transcript. Thought is Ole Miss will fix it, and he and Dart will be enrolled by Monday. Heck yeah. Least surprising thing ever. Yeah. What's that? You got a problem with the uh, uh, old transcript? Failed a class? Ha! Ah, we'll figure that out. Well, hey, I, Kayvon Thibodeau told us all a couple weeks ago about how <laughs> a degree from an SEC school like Alabama means absolutely nothing, and his degree from Oregon means everything. Did you see that video, of that sit-down that he had with Joe Klatt? No. Like, during or right before the national championship game? It was one of the most cringeworthy things. Oh, yeah, things. yeah, yeah, I did see that. That was yeah. one of the most cringeworthy things I think I've ever seen. 
That was that was rough. Trying to like talk down on like oh the Alabama gosh. education. Yeah, I could have went to Alabama and won a national championship and done all that, but I wanted to go to Oregon where my degree actually means something. And he's spouting off all this, and I felt bad for Joel Klatt. You could tell he was highly uncomfortable with the situation. Yeah, it's it's a it's a tough spot to be in when you got someone there doing that, and you you want to push back on something that they've said that you feel like is dumb, but. I don't know. Sometimes it's not the spot to do it. But I got news. His, um, you know, whatever psychology degree or whatever it is that he has at Oregon is going to get him the same type of job it would have at Alabama or anywhere else. <laughs> right. Uh, 918 Sooner and Broken Arrow. I think we are squarely the front runner for Dart and Trigg. He saw the best and then visited the rest, just waiting on him to make a dramatic entrance. I think he will relish the competition with Dylan Gabriel. Hmm. I don't share the texter's confidence that we are the number one. Sure doesn't feel that way. Now, I don't know that we're necessarily out of it, but it it doesn't seem to be trending in that direction. And it's so weird that for Caleb Williams, for Dart, for all these guys, it seems strange that it's taken so long, right? Very strange why it's taken so long. I don't understand. That's the I, I, thing that's well, so nobody weird. Does. Everyone else has seemingly made their decision in like a week's time. Two tops. But they're still – I mean, no one even knows where they're at, what's going on. It's, 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 an, it's an odd deal. Dodger Blaine says, I took a gap year and the Army drafted me. <laughs> <laughs> Some people take gap years, get married, have to get a job, and 20 years later doing crappy IT work. oh man i yeah the gap year is not for everyone leaders don't do what these two qbs are doing can you imagine the locker room reaction when they show up leaders can't lead from home i i do subscribe to the idea and i yes would i like to have jackson dart for depth and what he might eventually be in a couple of years sure but at least for year one with a new head coach and a new offensive coordinator and new almost everything I kind of dig the idea of the new quarterback being in there early and there not being a question as to who the dude is. Right. Pretty similar situation in 99. I don't remember anyone battling with Heupel for the job. I don't know if they'd said, like, yeah, Josh Heupel and Patrick Fletcher, it's an open competition. I don't think it was – I almost feel like it was pretty established early on, like, Heupel's going to be our, our dude, and the rest of the team rallied around him. I, I like the well, I idea think, of this OU team knowing that Gabriel's the guy in, in January. I think, um, I think everyone else was there before, and Leach uh, handpicked Heupel, right? Isn't that how that worked? Whenever Leach came in, like he had his guy out in what was it, South Dakota? That that's who Snow he wanted. Junior College, man. Yeah, that's who he wanted to bring in, and that's you know he had he had basically handpicked him to come in and 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 be that type of guy. So yeah, I I don't know. Is it best to be there early and establish yourself with the team? Yeah, it is. Is it everything? Is it? Does it mean you can't be successful if you come in late? No. But I'm trying to remember. Didn't Jalen Hurts' situation take a while, too? So we knew, 
like, we didn't know, but we kind of knew even at the Orange Bowl, like, okay, yeah, like, he's playing against OU this night, but the scuttlebutt had already started that he was going to find his way to OU. I think that they were already in workouts because he showed up during the defensive workouts and, like, worked out with him. And remember, we're all like, oh, my God, he's the best leader ever. He rallied the defense together and saying that they're going to win big and all that. So it may have been late January, February, something like that. Yeah, and he he went all over the place, too. I think he went to, what, Miami and Maryland and – Those were the – yeah, those were the other two. A bunch of of places, but – for whatever reason, I, I don't feel like it took this long. I could be I could be wrong. You know what? May, maybe part of it was is since we played in the playoff, maybe it was a little bit further. Like the timeline was different, and they were in the national championship game too. And he stayed with the team through the title game, right? You know, yeah. So yeah, it just kind of changed the timeline a little bit. Mark in Newcastle, serious question: If Gabriel has multiple years of eligibility and Nick Evers is highly touted, why all the stress about Dart? Plus, we have Ralph, don't we? Yeah, and you just got another quarterback commit for the twenty twenty two class. I I'll tell you twenty three class. I'll tell you why the stress about Dart, and it's not stress. It's just the ability to maybe add add a guy. I think I think whenever you you look at Dylan Gabriel and his skill set, I think you say that and we talked about this a little bit before that there there are some limitations there. And he's going to be able to provide you with really good leadership um Solid play, good play right out of the gate, and I think he'll do some really big things in the the offense here at Oklahoma. But if you want to talk about who has a higher ceiling, the conversation seems to be Dart pretty firmly has a higher ceiling. Yeah, Bigger kid, maybe a bigger arm, uh, checks more boxes as far as like the athleticism and stuff like that. So I think the reason is Gabriel can really like solidify and bring stability. Dart can take you to the next level. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I, and he's a guy that you just don't know with Evers. You project really well, but you just never know. Same thing with the Arnold kid uh, in the 23 class. He projects well, but you just never know. You've already got real film on the dart kid against top end division one football teams. And I say top end uh, sparingly with the Pac 12, obviously, but you do have college film on the kid going up against, you know, D1 opponents. So it's, it's like Evers and the recruits coming in, you feel good about them, but it's still a guessing game. It's less of a guessing game with Dart. Yeah, well, I think the hope with Gabriel this year is, yeah, Dart probably has the higher ceiling, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm making a lot of having a leader type of guy, stability type of guy at quarterback the first year for a new staff. Maybe I'm making too much of a deal out of it, but Heupel was exactly that in 99 for Bob, right? And a then, program guy. And then who did Muleshoe have his first year? He had Baker Mayfield. Like, I know we laugh at the whole leader thing from time to time, but if you want to talk about the best leaders at the quarterback position in the past 25 years, 
Heupel and Baker might be one and two right there. And it's still yet to be determined if Dylan Gabriel is anything like those dudes, but it kind of gets the feel that he is a seasoned guy that this team will rally around. And I think that that will be important in a transition year like next year. Yeah. By the way, text line, a lot of people have uh, been through gap years. Really? <laughs> yeah. And most people have uh, had a happy ending after it as well. I took a gap year at St. Greg's in the late 80s. Ended up in morning radio. Maybe being drafted would have been better. Jeff in Arkansas. How about that? I took a gap decade, and the doctors told me we can't prescribe any more penicillin for you. I'm Bob from Cement. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Would yeah. you expect anything different? No, he's, he's one of those people out there that are um, starting to become resistant to any type of uh, – um, antibiotics or whatever out there. Thank you, Bob <laughs> from Cement. All right, we got to hit a break. Uh, KJ Kindler, though, OU women's basketball coach, joining us in exactly one hour from now. All right. So get your gymnastics like questions uh, ready. They got a big, uh, they got a big meet coming up this weekend. All right, good stuff. Quick timeout. Keep the text flowing in. Air Comfort Solutions text line six five one three four three nine. The rush rolls on. We are the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas and Teddy Lehman inside the Brown O'Haver studio. Hit us up on the Air Cover Solutions text line, 651-3439. A big recruiting get for the Clemson Tigers today. Oh, really? They get Caleb Nix, Bo Nix's uh, little brother. Poor guy. He's already going to go in with a narrative to Clemson, even though that he's never even taken a snap in college football yet. What is – huh. What's the word on the Knicks kid? Um, Which one, Bo or Caleb? Caleb. Is he a five-star kid? I, I don't know what his ranking is. I mean, Clemson's not going to mess around What's with he some scrubs. Quarterback. I thought they I thought they had another like five-star quarterback. What's his name? Um, not Klebnik. Is that right? Was I thought he was going there. Cole Klebnik or something like that. At least I think he's a quarterback. I'm going to guess that he is. Oh. Uh, yeah, 2022 quarterback Caleb Nix committed. Oh, there you go. Nice. So, we'll uh, we'll see if he turns out to be a player for old Dabo out well, there. Well, yeah, so I guess Cade Klubnik is the kid that he's, – he was their number one overall kid, Westlake, Austin Westlake, five-star quarterback. So, I guess they're going two quarterbacks. Hey, uh, you got a TV in front of you. Hey, actually, you got two TVs in front of you. Will you turn it on the Big Ten Network and see that Nebraska – well, I, I think Nebraska's playing a basketball game today and all their players are wearing masks. At least that was the case yesterday. In the game? Yeah, in the game. I don't think that we've seen that in American sports yet, have we? Where like a major college or a major professional team plays the game with masks. Maybe, like, maybe some ruling came down the day and that's not the case anymore, but – 
as of yesterday, yeah, Nebraska men's basketball, they were going to play a game with masks on against, I think, Wisconsin. I wonder why. Just, like, to prove a point? Oh, like, God. I You trying to find the Big Ten Network on this TV, by the way, is going to be a complete well, utter disaster. Number one, the TVs won't turn on. <laughs> it's a hot, hot start. Good deal. Teddy's, like, uh, maneuvering his way around, getting all the remotes and trying to turn the TVs on. Which, by the way... All I could do is laugh um, during the OU Baylor game whenever I was trying to get it on ESPN Plus at my house. Oh, my God. Just such a pain. It is so god-awful. Yeah, thank God we got free, t- free tickets to that game, or it would have been a complete and utter disaster. That's probably why th- – that's it. That's the secret. We've been looking for the secret now for 10 years on how to get more people to the arena. Put more home games on ESPN Plus. No, because doubt. everyone's like, I no, uh, uh-uh. uh. The stress of trying to to do this thing, I'll just take the whole family and we'll actually go to the basketball game. Like we thought it was because you know everyone's excited about Porter because Brett Vittables was going to speak at halftime. Nip. It's because <laughs> the game was on ESPN Plus. That's why the, the there were so many people there. Which, in my defense, and I've told you this before, I have an LG TV. And the LG will not allow the ESPN Plus app for whatever reason. So I have to try and figure it out some other way. Sorry, subscription is required to enjoy this program. God, thank God we're not going to the Big Ten. Uh, what, but I wonder why they're... I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It, it, it's one of those things where I'm so defeated on the topic that I was just, okay, they're going to wear masks. I don't really uh, right now, or care to look at one. After all we've been through over the last two years, like they're going to decide to wear a mask in a game now. It would be kind of baller if they shot like 80% from the field. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Sports is one of the most superstitious things out there. If they just – because Nebraska's not a very good team. Nebraska's not really good at anything these days outside of – I think they're good in women's volleyball. Yeah, true. But if you have, like, one of your best shooting days of the year, I think you got to continue to wear the mask during the game until it wears off. I think it's like whenever – it was a long time ago when Kobe Bryant, like, broke his nose or something or he got, he got hit in the face and he had to wear a mask. So – he had like the clear mask that you typically see guys wear and he had like a huge night in it. And then he came out the next night in the mask, but it was black. It was all black. Do you remember that? I remember LeBron doing that. You, you said Kobe, right? It was Kobe. Yeah. And he had like a terrible first half and then totally ditched the mask. He was yeah. done with it. <laughs> um, God, we were actually at the game together when Serge Ibaka broke did he break LeBron's nose in Oklahoma City? Oh, yeah. And that's when LeBron was wearing that black mask after, and then they made him like change it to a different color. Yeah. Clear or white or whatever it was. Serge Ibaka. Good times, man. Good times. Yeah. Um, that's weird. By the way, Caleb Nix is a uh, walk-on at Clemson. No scholarship available. Oh. Hmm. And uh, Nebraska is not ending up having to wear masks today. That's a bummer. I really wanted to watch that game to see see them roll around and hit threes with masks on. I You could do some major trash talking, though. Could you imagine the epic trash talking you could do if you were oh, wearing a yeah. mask the whole game? <laughs> I mean, Reggie Miller didn't need a mask, but God, imagine him wearing one back in the day and still trash talking. Oh, man. that 
That is so dumb. I, I can't. I know it's not a big deal. I just can't get over how dumb that is. We're over two years. We're, we're knocking on the door of uh, two years into this thing. And they're going to decide now to wear a mask in a basketball game? Well, they're not now, okay? God. Maybe common sense prevailed. What a bunch of morons. No, common sense didn't prevail. I, someone had to be forced I, to finally change their mind on something. I am uh, really hoping that this – I'm actually rooting for it to happen. And, oh, the time OU fans will have on social media if USC is the first, like, uh, basketball team to wear masks during an actual game. Can you imagine? Mule Shoe's already blocking people left and right on social media. God, I can't imagine what he'll do if OU fans come after SC for that one. What am I missing? I, I feel like it wasn't very long ago at all that finally – some some common sense had prevailed on some of the mask stuff, and it's like, okay, yeah, right, they don't work. We need to move past this. And now, after all of that, people are going to start doubling down and forcing players in games to wear it? Uh, Eric, the Mets fan, says, which he's from Nebraska, by the way, we have a very liberal California mayor here now in Lincoln. It sucks, LOL. So I guess that maybe is one of the reasons why. I don't know. You want to hear some good news? Yeah. Uh, Patty Gasso had a press conference. If you were availability with the media yeah. today, uh, Jordy Ball going to be a star. That's not a surprise to anyone, but if you needed confirmation that the rest of the country is soon going to find out Jordy Ball's name in the circle, Patty's like, yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah. Which, you know, it's, it's not odd. It's just unique, I guess, because – when a team wins a national championship, and we judge everything, most things by college football, right? If Nick Saban's team wins a national championship and they've got a lot of guys coming back, I mean, he is rat poison, rat poison, rat poison. God, I'm not going to go out of my way to give my team any praise at all. Uh, I'm not going to give them the indication that they are a good football team coming back. You know, like Nick Saban constantly fights that narrative of, oh, all they have to do is just come back and they're going to win the Natty again. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Patty today is like, yeah, I mean, they've <laughs> got a chance to be really good. Jordy Ball is good in the circle. JT Gasso came on with Plank last week and was saying that, dang, man, we got as much depth right now, quality depth, as we've had in a long time around here. So, like, I, I don't think that behind the scenes at all, that they're just telling these girls, yeah, you got it. You just show right. up and you win. It's the exact opposite. But they're not – I mean, they're kind of opening and welcoming like, yeah, this team coming back is 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 going to be really good. Yeah, they're going to be really good. And Jordy Ball, I think, is – and I, I'll defer to others that know more, but I think she's good enough to where maybe when she's not pitching that she may be even able to crack the lineup at another position – Really good hitter, really good base runner. Um, so Saw that with Kalani Ricketts. Yeah. She was the ace in the circle, but she's also hitting in the middle of the lineup, yep. you know, doing big things. So they are uh, – they're, they're set – I mean, they're, they're the unanimous number one team. Anyone's going to pick them to win the, the title this year. Now, they usually start off in Mexico, correct? Don't they usually go to like a tournament in Mexico or something? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they normally start off away from Norman. Um, some of the non-conference games, like teams on the schedule, uh, 
you've got like Wichita State's on there, Arizona's on there, Tennessee's on there, UCLA, Mississippi State. Woo! So they've got a, a, as you would imagine, they got a stacked non-con schedule. And you've got OSU in conference. They're a preseason top five team. Texas is ranked pretty high again this year, I think. They're on the schedule. So Arizona and UCLA in the non-con, you got to like that. I'm surprised they weren't too scared to do it. That's big time. Good stuff. What is the latest on the new stadium? Have they broke ground on that yet? I was at the LNC on Saturday. Um, they have not broken ground on it, but in the area where it's going to be, just uh-huh. to the what would that be? Just to the north, north of the LNC parking LNC. lot. Yeah, they have like the future side of Lowe's nice. Field, basically. I think it's east. Isn't it on the east side of Jenkins? It's I like could the, be it's wrong. like the north. I mean, yeah, like northeast side of the LNC. Basically, yeah. OU opens up February 10th at UC Santa Barbara. Uh, they'll be in Irvine, California after that, Houston after that, back in California after that. So they start their season on February 10th. They won't play a home game until March 7th. Who would want to? I know, man. It, but they play Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota's like, yeah, we'll come down to Oklahoma in March. Let's me? do it. And as soon as they play Minnesota, they're off to uh, Honolulu to play uh, in a tournament out there. Should we have built a dome for our softball stadium? Uh, yeah. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. would be pretty cool. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll hit some things that caught my eye next. Stay tuned. It is the rush on the ref right here on the home of the Sooner fans. And then we call this segment What Caught Teddy's Eye. Let's get to it. Story number one is... Well, first of all, quick shout out to our buddies over at Roof Tech. Josh Tucker, those guys, former teammate of mine, will take care of you. Been in business a long time. Tons of experience there. Uh, whether it's just a, a repair or you need total roof replacement, guys at Roof Tech can, can take care of you. Give them a call. Um, now, I thought... You were going to bring this up. Um, I haven't heard anyone talk about it, but I saw it on Twitter. Uh, I guess Mario Williams, former University of Oklahoma wide receiver that has transferred to the University of Southern California. I guess on, I don't know, Instagram, uh, one of those platforms was like stomping all over OU gear or something. Serious. Something weird like that. A video of him. What a punk. Disrespecting some OU, uh, OU gear, I guess, as if to say, screw those guys. Yeah, screw the guys who paid my way through an entire year of college. Screw those guys, man. Screw those guys that helped me have a year where I had an opportunity to enter into the portal and be one of the lucky few where I could have went anywhere else in the country and not been one of the many that just gets stranded in the portal. Screw those guys. It does seem weird that the frustration with Mario Williams seemed to be not getting the football 
and now he's going with the coach that didn't get him the football and stomping all over the OU. Why would he be mad at OU? OU didn't fire the head coach. The head coach left. I don't know. That's uh, oh, okay. My guess is it has to do with like he's probably been getting all kinds of uh you know fans in in the uh comment section saying calling him a traitor or whatever. Still not how you go about things, man. Right and a wrong way to do it. Right. I was I was just, it just seemed kind of uh seemed kind of shocking. Maybe I shouldn't be shocked though. I don't know. Um but nonetheless thought it was interesting. Uh, next one is kind of interesting. We've seen it trending this way a little bit, but I guess the Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, uh, relationship is over and people that are from like, know both of them, I guess are saying that these guys are never going to talk again. I it's so heated between the two guys. My question is, how in the world could we ever arrive here? You have two guys that won a ton of titles together. Um, what's how could there be such a problem? Because clearly, Scotty had all this anger on the inside that he wasn't getting paid enough back then. That you know, we we've always we've always comped him as the Robin when it comes to sports. He was the ultimate Robin. And we thought that, oh, he just played that role perfectly. He loved that role and it was fine with it. Well, we found out recently since the last dance that that's not really the case. And that the last dance, which was a big deal during COVID, didn't necessarily paint him in the best way. You know, some of those guys came out of that feature, you know, looking a lot better. Uh, Scotty Pippen was the one guy that looked a lot worse in some of the actions that he had. I know. So if you want to blame it on anyone – I think you got to blame a majority of it on on Scotty is is the reason why it's where it's at today, right? And I guess like recently he's said some things like, um, I guess he's got a book coming out or maybe it's already been out. I don't know, but I guess that he has said that he was better than Jordan, and he was the real leader of the Bulls. Like it's just so weird. Maybe it's all just to sell books. I I don't know, but I mean. It's so long ago, there's nothing wrong with being I, – I, I don't know. It's just weird to me. I, it's frustrating that it was such a, a a great run, a great era. They're both looked at as two of the greatest basketball players of all time. I don't know why it has to be this way. I don't know. It's just – it seems so strange to me, but I guess that's the day and age everyone wants – Wants all the credit for it. Um, weird. Roethlisberger, it's official. He's retiring. What do we make of his career? <sighs> Very up and down, man. Um, some 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 highlight moments early on, but the the past five years were kind of a roller coaster ride. You know, even the year where they started off, what was it, nine and 10 and Maybe God, maybe yeah. it was like eleven and zero. Whatever it's last it was, year, wasn't it? And they just tanked down the stretch of the season. But you can't talk about Ben Roethlisberger's career without talking about some of the issues off the field. Right. So it's it was a great career on the field, um, but it had a lot of rocky moments. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, so it's it's just. I, it's it's tough to nail down the exact word on what his career is. I know, I agree. You know, he he did really well whenever he had a good offensive line and whenever they had some turnover on their offensive line 
and things changed. He lost some big skill guys. You know, whenever they had Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown and a really good offensive line, that group was just cooking. But then, like, everyone went crazy and just all felt like they needed this ridiculous amount of money, and the whole thing fractured, and it was kind of over uh, really quickly. So, yeah, I don't know, but it's official. Roethlisberger's done. All right, I got a few here. First off, what's your favorite Little Debbie snack? Are you a honey bun guy, oatmeal nope. cream pie, oatmeal nutty cream bar? Pie. Uh, well, you're going to be able to get that in an ice cream <sighs> flavor now. I little Debbie will launch multiple snack cake inspired ice cream flavors. So if you like Cosmic Brownies, Cosmic Brownie flavored ice cream, nutty bars, uh, the strawberry shortcake things, oatmeal cream pie, zebra cakes, honey buns. Nutty, uh, nutty bars and more, all in ice cream flavors. That is way too sweet for me, though. I don't know. I might try the honey bun ice cream. Just saying. Right. That I makes don't, me a psycho, but I'll try it. I love all of those things on their own. I don't want them flavored in ice cream. Call me lame, but just give me the vanilla. That's all I need. Brent Venables was working out at a high school this morning. Did you see that tweet that was out doing some pull-ups? Hitting a couple of pull-ups, no big deal. Oh, my God, that's so amazing, isn't it? Just hammer out a a set of 10 pull-ups real quick. Neutral grip pull-ups. Not bad. Denver Broncos hiring Nathaniel Hackett, OC from the Green Bay Packers. Clearly got to be a play for Aaron Rodgers. What do you think? You think Aaron Rodgers is done with Green Bay? Is he going to Denver? Uh, I don't. I, I think he's going to be back in Green Bay next year, unfortunately. I want to see him on the move somewhere. Green Bay's just not – like, that's the only thing going on in that town, Teddy. That's I all know. Green Bay has. They're not just – they will explore every single option to keep Aaron Rodgers in town because it's very obvious that they missed on Jordan Love. Jordan Love cannot play. He is not the future at that position. Yeah, that is – that. I just – can you picture – when is the last time Green Bay hasn't had an absolute stud at quarterback? Since Brett Favre was there. Early 90, 90s. I mean, mid 90s? Yeah, early 90s. Yeah. Early mid 90s. It's been, a, they've had one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Maybe you could say the best quarterback in the league for. I mean, almost 30 years. That's crazy. Last one, Jamar Chase shared a story during his press conference yesterday. He said that Les Miles told him he couldn't play receiver when he was coming out of high school. So he just Hmm. kept working at his craft after Les told him that. And, well, I guess it's ended up okay for Jamar Chase now, hasn't it? A little bit of a misevaluation there for old Les. Bad look for Les Miles there, but, you know, Unfortunately for him, that still falls pretty far on the li- down the list <laughs> right? for, for less I think, uh, remember when all those, not all those, there's a few Louisiana kids that were committed to Kansas a few years ago, and we were like, what's going on? Right. I think Jamar Chase was one of those guys that was really? committed to KU at one time. Wow. <laughs> Talk about making a, a good decision to not go somewhere. Amazing. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Uh, we'll wrap up our number two next.
It is the rush on the ref. Tyler and Teddy inside the Brown O'Haver studio. This hour is brought to you by Cavens Construction. They offer remodeling, roofing, water restoration, and facilities maintenance. Cavens Facility Maintenance serves all of Oklahoma and can help take the ease off of your staff but fixing those pesky problems in your office building. Nice shot there. I heard that one. Give them a call today if you're in the Tulsa area, 918-282-7612. OKC Metro 405-573-3048. To the Air Cover Solutions text line we go. Don't don't sell Green Bay short. They have sand volleyball tournaments at many bars, even in the winter. Really? I bet you've never been able to sample the town. Your only trips to uh, Green Bay have been to Lambeau and back. That's true. Um, and I don't. we didn't even stay in Green Bay. We stayed in Appleton. Which is, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes away. Coldest I think. you've ever been at Lambeau? <laughs> yeah, pr- yes, probably so. Did you have the thought process of, does it actually get colder than this on Earth? Well, I, it, it reaches a point that I just, I don't know that your nerve endings can sense anything. It just, it all feels the same after a certain point. It feels like, it almost feels like uh, it's burning you. It's crazy, man. It's it's horrible. More- my, my linebacker coach, uh, <laughs> he said, I don't want to see anyone in this group wearing sleeves out there. Oh, my gosh. And a couple of the guys, like, rolled their eyes, and I was like, hell, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, you know, I'm tough. I wasn't in – I which – I wore sleeves and everything during warm-ups, and it was miserable during warm-ups. And then I was like, okay, uh, you might as well do it. You know, here you are. It's, I think it was like January 2nd. It was the last game of the season. You might as well do it. This is awesome. It was the dumbest thing I ever, never did it again. Dumb. See, I think I thought that you would be, you know, it was a miserable experience, but at least I can tell everyone I didn't wear sleeves at Lambeau. Well, but it story. was so cold that you're just like, I don't want to tell it because it's just so incredibly dumb that I did that. Yeah, it was, um, it was, it was dumb. It was so cold, and the wind was blowing. It was, oh, it was God. like, Mm-mm. I think the temperature was only like twelve or fifteen, but there was like a thirty mile an hour wind that day. It was. So bad. I can make a coward out of anybody out there. Last oh game of the God. season, you guys didn't have anything to oh, play no. for. <laughs> yeah, that's it, miserable. Was, it was terrible. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour is next. Stay with us.